Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick. To review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man and Al But before we get into it, you're a fan of this sort of thing. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, where we are live right now. (laughs) Do not get used to this, by the way. This is a special one-off Raw review. Most of the time, these video podcasts will not be going out as live, other than our Q&As, of course, on a Monday. But we are live on YouTube to review Monday Night Raw. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Um, and we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also the show formerly known as NXT 2. But oh, oh. Dynamite, AW Collision, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the Bloody Good Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review Monday Night Raw. But before we get into that, a huge announcement. Sod off Cody Rhodes and the, your big NXT announcement tonight. Uh, the Dadley Boys on Tour, our live show that we've referenced previously. It goes down on the 21st of November, 2023 in the Mosaic Tap in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. And I can now announce that tickets will go on sale for this show Friday, this Friday at 10 a.m. And if you want to get in the Glastonbury-esque queue for those tickets, <laughs> all you need to do is head to whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Thank you to everyone, by the way, who's uh, already joined us. And thank you, everyone, for their lovely donations oh, as well. Oh, thank I'll you. try and read out as many comments as possible whilst we're going through Monday Night Raw. Um, but if you want it to get particularly noticed, it's very generous of you to super chat with us. Um, first donation comes from the legend that is Eric Vazquez. Eric, great first name. Thank you so much for the donation as Named well. Named him after you. So, okay, it's true. <laughs> he just says, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Rains. Says what a guy. I've read him. Says it's the king, the ginger ninja, and the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Thank you, Matt, for your donation. Um, OG Thanks, stem Matt. cell <laughs> says <laughs> stand up alerts. Even though I relate to Wilborn's taste the most, Sidgy's okay too. Thanks, love, love the pods, fellas. <laughs> Thanks, OG stem cell. <laughs> I still love the name. <laughs> Kid Icarus. Hey, legend. We might be hearing for a little bit more from yeah. alert later on. Says hello. I'm lurking at work, but very excited to be here for the launch. Take care, gents. Have a great show. Uh, thank you so much for your donation, Kid Icarus. Uh, and James Smith says, I finished w- work early, so I get to watch live. Get in. <sighs> Looking forward to the five-star review review. Mm, I'm not. <laughs> really. So <laughs> are Can't laugh we. on YouTube now, and it's just disgusting, some of the stuff, so we can't laugh at it. 
Yeah, the comments are not ours, are they? Yeah, no. they're not. They're yeah, not yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the daddy was anyone at what culture? Uh, and by the way, yes, if you want to. Head to whatculture.com and save that link in your browser for Friday morning for the tickets for the live show. Uh, we've just stuck a link in the comments section as well. But let's dive in to this week's episode of Men Um The show opened with a, a fast lane recap, of course, and then out comes world heavyweight champion. Oh, where am I? Where are your manners, man? <laughs> world heavyweight <laughs> champion, Seth freaking Rollins. No, no. Put this on the internet now. Uh, We've all got children. That's the point. We're never on radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes down. He says, look, Nakamura gave me the fight of my life at Fastlane. There were times I thought I wouldn't get up, but I did. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep Nakamura down, but I did. And then I walked to the back and the adrenaline wore off and my back's still broken. And he does a little bit of a fake out. Get surgery then. <laughs> he, teases, he teases potentially forfeiting the title. He says, look... Being the world champion for the fans is one of the has been one of the great honors of my career. I'm just getting started, baby. And he gets you, you didn't know he was going to do that. Did you? Just I, said, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's going to leave the title in the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, <laughs> "I'll fight anyone, anytime." Um, but maybe just once for one night, can I not fight for my life? And the crowd actually booed because they wanted to see him fight. Uh, he says, "But well, we can, uh, we can sing a song and uh, drink a few cold ones instead." Uh, and of course, here comes Drew McIntyre, uh, and Rollins says, "What the hell? You're not here to party, are you?" And McIntyre shakes his head, and Rollins says, "You want a world heavyweight championship match, don't you?" McIntyre nods, and Rollins is like, "I only wanted one night." But he says, "You know what? I'm a fighting champion. I'll go and get ready and see you later." And McIntyre says, "Whoa, whoa, boy, still on, mate." He says, look, I'm not going to attack you from behind to get a title match. I'm going to ask you straight to your face. And he challenged him to a title match at Crown Jewel. Rollins is confused by this. Uh, he says, so you're not here to jump me? And McIntyre's like, nope. And uh, Rollins says, so you want me? Hang on one second. You want me at 100%? And McIntyre says, bingo! <laughs> and so Rollins is like, oh, I'm going to get a bit of help from the guys here in Omaha. How does this sound? Crown Jewel world heavyweight title, Drew McIntyre versus Seth. Freaking Rollins. The fans love it. He says, well, one more reason to party then. He's, uh, Drew goes to leave. He's like, well, where are you going? He says, you were in a band after all. A little moment flashes over Drew's eyes. I'm like, it's a different time. Go <laughs> so, um, on, you know, do a bit of singing, do a bit of dancing. Drew's like, I'm not doing that, bollocks. Uh, he says, I've got business in the back, but if anyone sees me out tonight, hey, give me a beer. Drew uh, leaves. Uh, no. David Brent? <laughs> The, uh, He's the chuffed about drinking. The audience, <laughs> the audience sings uh, Seth's song. And he suddenly jumped from behind by Senor Money in the Bank, Damien Priest. He beats him down. Drew just watches. Uh, he gets hit with a big choke slam. And then he gestures to the back. And here comes Dirty Dom running out with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, and a referee in tow as well. But McIntyre puts his arm across Dom, stops him, headbutts him, and then hoists the briefcase into the video screen whilst Rollins gets rid of Priest in the uh, ring. And they just lay in there looking all sad for themselves whilst Rollins stares at them. What do you make, make into this opening? Loved it again. I just don't Loved think, it. Loved it. I just, well, not Seth Rollins, but like Drew McIntyre, I just don't think they're putting yeah. a foot wrong with him. Um, I, like Cedric, do not wish to go for a beer with him ever, but I guess he's going to be healed, so that's okay. Uh, yeah, the idea that Drew is clinging on to this idea in his own head that he's just an honest guy, he's just a good guy, he's going to challenge Seth face to face, which in itself is shortcut stuff, but he's able to frame it as, oh, I'm just 
meeting you halfway, and then allows Seth to get his ass kicked by Damien Priest, has no interest in helping still until Money in the Bank might be cashed in on, which, again, kind of puts Damien Priest over as a babyface and as a threat because Drew, we're led to assume here, like, thinks he can probably beat Seth but can't beat Damien. So he doesn't want Damien Priest getting there. Like, Drew's got his title shot, right? So if Damien cashes in, he presumably still get that shot, but mm-hmm. that's not what Drew wants. And all he's doing now is thinking about himself while still ostensibly presenting this idea that he's a man of the people or he's there to do what's right, and he's, he's clearly not. I just think, especially considering what we got later... They're still balancing really well this idea that Drew McIntyre is a bit of a baby face in his own mind. Mm-hmm. And the more he thinks he's a good guy, the more it's going to hit harder when he actually turns. He's going to have all this evidence stacked up that he did the right thing mm. over and over and over again. I think this is tremendous. Like, just great work with him. Uh, Seth is cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I do think the Drew McIntyre thing is a really cool plot development. I said it last week. He's got George Costanza energy to which I have aspired my entire life, even before I watched Seinfeld. I mean, I'm kind of the last guys to uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on to grudges and just, like, really get pissed off at the most minor breaches of social etiquette. I enjoy it. Um, Seth, what was his fascination with beer and cold ones? Oh, I remember when, like, him and Roman and... Like Dean Ambrose are getting the shield back together. Cool, we're getting brewskis. How do you make me not want to drink with a shield? Yeah, I know. Well, that's leave it at Seth. <laughs> leave it at Seth. Uh, people in the comments are very happy that you've got your pen back. Might be new. Might be a new pen, this. If you notice, I don't know if you can do any zooms. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> very shiny, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, thank you to John Harrison for your shiny, donation. Shiny, shiny. shiny. John Harrison for your donation. She says, boys, oh, quite simply, thank you for being you, putting a smile on my face and the faces of others daily. Peace and love. Hey, at least you got shoes right, brother. Uh, Thanks, John. <laughs> so, uh, before, we, Mondays.com. before we go to uh, potentially the best match of all time, um, they do a little plug for um, Becky Lynch's new book, which is yeah, one of the best wrestling books out there that, uh, well, it isn't this one, Mike yeah. Sidgwick. What's that? <laughs> it's uh, becoming all elite. The rise of AEW, and uh, what's, what's, what's it about? It's about the formation and indeed rise of AEW. So that sounds interesting, but mm-hmm. I, I have some requirements from from the books that I read. Mm, depends if you like passionate or insightful words. I do, but uh, sorry to be really pernickety. I, I, I like have a specific word count. Yeah, hundred twenty thousand. You're in luck. Uh, do you, <laughs> do you uh, live in the world? Um, last time I checked, yeah. No, order on Amazon right now. <laughs> so it's done, WWE. Right. Um. <laughs> there he goes, back in the book hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't materialise out of nowhere. So. <laughs> then uh, we got the Viking Rules match. It was Ivar. Where's the boat? Where the hell yeah, was the where boat? Where was the boat, man? Like, like I quite, the shields around the ring were nice. Quite like the shields. It wasn't a boat. And like somebody like. Like fiddled with the smoke machine, so it wasn't really working properly. So the smoke just like sort of frittered away. Mm. Uh, it's good, but it wasn't a boat. There was a bit where I, I had to double check. I was like, there definitely was a boat. I'm just misremembered that there was a boat last time. Berenstein bed, yeah, the boat. Definitely a boat. There was Sorry a boat. for the iteration. It's the work of arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but regardless, we get into it. Ivar knocks Kofi out to the floor. Kofi hits a big dive and almost lands on his head. Uh, Gets up, does Ivar, throws Kofi into the shields along the bottom rope, puts him on the apron, splashes him, 
Um, but Kofi pulls Ivar off the apron to the floor, uh, goes up to the second turnbuckle, jumps off, splashes his back, uh, and gets a two count on the outside, falls count anywhere, of course, uh, to take us to a break. When we come back, Kingston's using the flagpole to bring Ivar down with a Russian leg sweep off the ropes. He has an SOS, gets a two count, uh, but Ivar comes back with a nice-looking spinning slam and a sit-out powerbomb for two. Uh, Ivar was sitting on the top rope, setting up for something, uh, and Kingston pulled him off um, by his beard <laughs> through a table that had been set up, that he'd set up, actually, earlier on outside the ring. Get a huge pep, and you thought, oh, my God, Kofi's going to beat him. But then in runs Valhalla to jump all over him, uh, Xavier Woods runs out and just gets a little bit scared by her um, but she runs at him he ducks she falls over the barricade and Xavier Woods is feeling very pleased with himself just sat up against the the, uh, the barricade in the sort of near the timekeeper's area and then Ivar does that squish that he does oh my God. on Xavier Woods against the barricade uh, Kingston tries to hit a cu- trouble in paradise but Ivar catches him power slams, slams him through the corner table and hits a moonsault for the one two three yeah, I mean, I'm mystified as to why Valhalla was targeting Xavier Woods so much. But um, other than that, what an absolutely tremendous bit of fun <laughs> this was. Yeah. Genuinely, like, Viking rules matches yeah. are inherently goaded. Yeah. This was loads of fun. This had that, I hate Michael Cole as a commentator, never been a fan. And when he has that hysterical tone in his voice, uh, just get really, like, ah. Uh, Sometimes he's genuinely a great soundtrack for this because when he actually when it's actually earned and he seems to actually mean it, like you get he does kind of whip you up. Yeah. Um like I've got an idea. Why don't you give Ivar the belt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he can beat everybody because he's kind of my new favorite wrestler. He just has this awesome way, this awesome quality of just having these like sort of really lean, fun matches where they're not quite sprints, but he just picks his moments. Mm. He's always able to register how much of a badass he is. Then he does something badass, and I just turn into a little dork in my living room. Like, I love him. I love Ivor. There's a great pattern of... But where was the boat? Where was the boat? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a great pattern of people winning three or four matches on Raw at the moment and then getting really over as a result, even if they just hit the wall of Gunther or... Well, nothing, because they're not fighting <laughs> Seth. But nonetheless, it's great to watch that like, all the same. I've said on quite a lot of podcasts recently that I'm bored of pretty much all plunder matches. This veered towards there, and then Ivor went splat through that table. Oh, my yeah. Oh like, my he just God. hit that table with such force. And he, a, he gets sent through it like he smashed a shield in half as well. I yeah. Like just like, decorative. Obviously, with you know his size, he's able to make these weapon shots mean all the more. That table... Both broken half and splatted, and there was like there was just no give. You know, like tables are there to break falls. Weirdly enough, it didn't. He was mm. too powerful for it. Like <laughs> he broke the table and couldn't break his own fall. Uh, the moonsault's still awesome. Like oh. he's not lost any of its impact from that first yeah. week. I don't think, which is really cool to Sidge's point. It's obviously he's knowing how to lay these matches out to keep that kind of thing a bit almost like surprising. Even if now you know that's what he's got every time. Uh, he still doesn't look capable of doing it. No? Yeah. yeah. Like, what a success story. Like, I was panicking a bit because there was a bit like table sticking up as well. Yeah. yeah. Over the wreckage. That's great. I love it when they just wrestle around the wreckage and stuff isn't neatly yeah. swept to the side. Uh, Eric Vasquez says, a boat's a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> Um, thank you to uh, Daniel Leguest. Thank you for your donation. And oh, uh, you. Jose Palomares at the Ho 11, who usually takes care of the... Um, Data. Thank you on uh, on ladies night. If you want to check that out, the uh, the preview for the Tuesday night war is available as a podcast as well. 
Uh, the ultimate war of wars. Some people call it. People, a lot of people Many people that. are saying. That. <laughs> uh, but Jose says, oh, "I almost missed this. I can't stay long, but I'll definitely watch entirely after work. Dig the haircut, Sitch. Oh, thank you. A lot of people putting over your haircut actually. In the oh, podcast. thank you. Makes a change from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lewis Baines, thank you for your donation as well. Uh, he says, Con- "Congratulations on the launch, gents. I've been listening to the reviews for years, and I can't be happy now that I can see Sidgwick's disgust live. Simply, oh, iconic." Uh, Byron Saxton's backstage. I thought he was in the comments then. (laughs) Byron Saxton's backstage with Shinsuke Nakamura asking him about losing at Fastlane. Nakamura doesn't answer. And before he seemingly is about to answer a different question, Ricochet flies in and brawls with him. They have to be separated by officials. And Ricochet yells, he's a coward. Yeah, well, sort of Ricochet was just generally wanting a title shot rather than actively pissed off with Nakamura. So this threw me a little bit. But I like where we got to later on. Yeah. Because we're teasing proper stars. So it's fine. To no pop. Well, no, not yet. It's going to come. I did like that after this, we go to a break, we come back, and Damien Priest has just, just got JD McDonough <laughs> held up against a wall. He's furious about what happened at Fastlane, obviously. Um, and Finn Balor and Rhea are like, put him down. Uh, and McDonough tries to plead his case, and Balor just tells him, just shut up. Uh, he says, you've caused enough bloody, you're not bloody troll as we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of you. Uh, Thought I was rubbish at accents. Oh, stick around. Um, <laughs> Priest is like, where the hell were you during that opening bit? And they were like, oh, we were with Postman Pierce, and they've got uh, the Judgment Day rematch for the tag titles last week. I, I should say, yeah, by the way, there's uh, JD McDonough's there, but you've got Damien Priest, you've got um, Dirty Dom, you've got Rhea Ripley, and you've got Finn Balor, and of course, collectively, they're in the f***ing Judgment Day. Richard Paul. So, uh, yeah, they've got a tag team title match next week. Um, Priest's happy about that. He mm-hmm. still wants to deal with McDonough and McIntyre. Well, another one. Yeah, and uh, Ripley says, don't worry about that. You've got your briefcase. Concentrate on that. Uh, and she, she gets in McDonough's face and says, you're going to bloody deal with McIntyre yourself. And he's sort of, I'm going to deal with him. Uh, and Priest, before he leaves, says, I really want to kick your ass. Uh, after McIntyre's broken your ass in half. Um, but get the job done tonight. G- good luck. Break your ass in half, you little <laughs> Yes, it's fine. Um, I think the development with J.D. McDonough is going to continue to be that. Gradually, kind of wins their trust, and it remains Damien Priest, the guy that keeps affecting the most. And all that. I like this. I genuinely, and I never thought I'd like anything J.D. McDonough was involved in. I can't believe they've made me care about this from the days of Finn Balor stalking him in the people. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> then we. Uh, That's what the deadly <laughs> thing. <laughs> then we got Nia Jax versus Raquel Rodriguez. Skip. Yeah, DQ finish. So yeah. I uh, do want to talk about. Much. I do want to talk about Not the post match. Um, but enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review. Review. Nailed it. Nah. <laughs> and this week's five stars. Kind of weird to tell the kids what didn't work. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's brought to you by Kid Icarus. Hey! Oh, legend. Um, if you want to submit something short, crap, and wrestling related, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star rating on there and suggest something. Or you can leave us a five star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, just like Kid Icarus has done. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. Um, Kid Icarus writes Hello! What a fun moment. The first live. Five-star review review after 218 
five star review reviews because of course Kid Icarus takes care of the um, data for the five star <laughs> review reviews. Thanks. Um, says we are finally getting our first look at Wilborn and the other Dadleys as he trudges through the YouTube comment sludge, oh, and no. I for one can't wait. I think I come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, says with the first live five star review reviews it being such a special milestone in the four and a half years. That we've been doing the five-star review review. I figured I'd suggest something that breaks the standard slightly. It is short, but it's great and wrestling-related. Please review the best two minutes of Wilborn's life. The iconic... Is it the conception of Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two well jump, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't last long during full sex. <laughs> it's the Iconics. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> no one cares now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The only thing I, I think that would be better than hearing Wilborn's flawless Australian accent would be seeing it live. Cheers, gents. Here's to another 200. Sincerely, Kid Icarus. Thank you, Kid Icarus. Thank, thank you, you, Kid Icarus. Icarus. Thank you. I've popped myself. <laughs> um, thank you to uh, Eric Vasquez as well for another donation. Just oh, says, wow. Thanks, up the Nicholas, our brilliant editor uh, and uh, producer, Adam Nicholas. Oh, I'll try. I can try. I can try. Let's see if that works, anything. We'll just start shouting louder. Oh, it's <laughs> Uh, and thank you, yes, thank you for the... Did you get my joke about Wilborn? Was that too quiet? <laughs> it's really funny. He's quick at sex. He can't hold on, man. Um, so, <laughs> take us... Hamlet, take us back to um, the Iconics when oh, they were the women's tag team champions in WWE. Oh, I had to go rooting through a June 2019 episode of Monday Night Raw for Ooh, this. Brutal. And, like, this was part one of the two-parter of Wilborn Dream Raw moments, right? Because the thumbnail for this Raw on the network, Seth Rollins with a chair. Oh, God. Uh, don't call Seth Rollins. <laughs> I don't know about you, but Eric Young probably felt the wrath of Rattlesnake, if you ask me, because Seth was getting pretty pissed off. But the Iconics were toasting, becoming the longest reigning women's tag champions ever because they were giving them as a joke at WrestleMania. And yes. Nearly chased Sasha Banks out of the company. You know, part Did one. eventually. Yeah, got her in the end. Uh, and they weren't fighting anybody ever because they couldn't really... You. Uh, so Disagree, they, <laughs> they put the titles on the line against local jobbers and beat them easily, obviously. I watched this match. And I was like, oh, God, I've, I loved the patter at the time. They were not so good, Al. And then they put the belts on and they trotted around to pretend to be horses. And then the camera cut to the commentary table, which, if you remember at the time, was in like the nitro spot. Yes. So it's not even on them. And they're still just trotting the ring like horses. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're pretty good, actually. Thanks, Iconics. I got, I got it again. I got it all mm. over again. Uh, the, power, the power was back. Yeah. Thanks to Alex Briegel, who says, can't believe we're at a point where we can see the Dadleys live daily. Congrats, boys. Thank you Thank very you. much, Thank Alex. You. Thank you. And uh, Matt Rain says, I wouldn't have a beer with Seth and think of the ground that covers. He likes his beers. <laughs> he does like his beers. Uh, sorry, I had to dip out for a moment. Just catching back up. See you later, guys. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> Matt. Thanks, Matt. So, yes, uh, Kayla Brexton uh, is uh, waiting backstage for a WWE.com exclusive, and we hear... Hey, Kayla! Here they bloody come. <laughs> Origin story. Peyton Bloody Roy says, uh, Excuse me, can you stand with your back with me? So bloody rude. Billy Kay says, uh, You're an interviewer? You hold a microphone and ask a question. That's not funny, lads. <laughs> I don't know, I had a big old laugh at my desk at this. Peyton says, You ask a question and we give you the answer. And go. And uh, Kayla congratulates them on their victory, being the longest reigning women's tag team champions and gets... Like a high five fake out from Billy Kay. Uh, she says, but it, it's been a while. Been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. They're staying on his business if you have to tell, man. 
been a while since you uh, defended the titles. And Billy goes, you just ruined it. Uh, Peyton says, you come in here, you ask your damn questions, you ruin things. Billy says, you came in here like a five or a six, and you went... <laughs> and Bane's like, I wish you wouldn't stand so bloody close to me, actually. And uh, Billy says, are you professional? And she if hits, anything. She, <laughs> she hits her with a... You got a journalism for that? You got to be joking me! Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> she says... Oh, did you miss that class? No, I know how to ask questions. Bane says, you skipped the class. Right? <laughs> and Billy all of a sudden just seriously goes, what's the matter with you? Huh? And uh, <laughs> Kayla says, is there a tag team you're you know, maybe looking forward or holding out to, to face? And Billy goes, no. <laughs> Bane says, I'm just going to read this verbatim, Sidge, because it, it sounds like a WWE promo that they've actually written for her. I'll tell you this much for free. When two duos of the female gender find a good opportunity, or if they step up to the plate, then we'll consider it. We'll pencil them in for an opportunity. And Billy says, pencil them in the books, as they say. <laughs> That's good. That's I'll good. That. Uh, has said tag team come up yet? It's a big fat no. And then there's just a silence. She just looks at Karen and goes, well, you're shocking. Peyton says, she's choked up right now. Look at her bloody face. She, she, she doesn't have anything more. Billy says, you're a huge Iconics fan, aren't you? Do we make you nervous? Bane's like, you're so bloody nervous. And Billy goes, oh, bless your little cotton socks. Just kidding. I don't care. And knocks the bat away, uh, knocks away the microphone. They complain about her attitude. Kayla leaves and we just finish it off with her. You've got to be joking me. Great comedy. <laughs> I, uh, classic, classic laughs. Look, they had chemistry. Yeah. They had chemistry. They could bounce off each other. Like, like two people having a conversation. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, they should put that on you. <laughs> yeah. Not that impressed. It was not like, why wasn't this on the normal telly show? Because it wasn't like any other backstage talk. Oh, was so any infinitely better than, better than anything yeah. on Raw at the yeah. time. Yeah. It was uh, skimming through. Oh, boy. We've lamented how like awful that period was, the wild card, the two out of three falls. Uh, really funny, like. Yeah, really yeah. funny. Do you know, and then randomly, because uh, of the wild card, I guess, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan came out as SmackDown Tag Team Champions and laid the challenge out to anyone on Raw that wanted to fight for those titles. I was like, I forgot all about yes. that. That led to Roman Reigns and the Doppelganger. Oh, that's, yeah. That's where that went. It's amazing, that. <laughs> amazing times. I wish the Fed was that bad again. Yeah, it's sometimes. sometimes. AEW's heading that way. It's all right. Uh, we go to the comment <laughs> section. <laughs> they do not reflect the views of oh boy, myself, Hamlet, Sidgwick. <sighs> anyone oh oh boy. Wrestling. You can't laugh at this stuff, lads. We're on YouTube now. Okay. And, you know, I, it's just... A, I have nothing to do with it. I doesn't reflect the views of Adam Nicholas Thanks, either. Nicholas. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is that it's, you know, just a quaint bit of, like, yeah, just yeah. pretty, mild, gentle comedy. I don't really think it could get, like, dirty or horny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Top comment from uh, Majota's Wrath 64 simply says, the splitting up the Iconics was a crime against humanity. Absolute legends. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. I agree. I don't know why I would split them up. I like these comments. Mm -hmm. Tyler Lee says, love the Iconics. <laughs> here's, a, here's a comment from the time. Iconics versus Fire and Desire at Stomping Grounds, please. Uh, Best pro wrestling on the planet, period. Yes. Oh, <laughs> sad. Different times. Uh, Stephen Drum says, oh, Stephen Drum says, It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! Ha 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 ha!
I'd rather have Peyton Royce than what? Uh, Nia Jax. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Both good guesses. I don't think they're getting horny yet. Mm. I don't think they're getting horny at all. Not today. I'd rather have Peyton Royce than a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um. <laughs> it's less cringy when they're mucky, isn't it? Oh, there's, a, there's a comment here, actually, which I could really do with your help with. Uh, well, it's a series of comments. Okay. Basically, um, it, it's he's trying to spell Showtime, but it says Showtime. Oh, Sean Connery. It's a Showtime with a three at the end. It all caps. <laughs> Showtime! <laughs> um, they write, their Instagram accounts are the reason why I'm late for work. And then Paulie writes, and have a lot of laundry to do. <laughs> What would I don't understand? Why? Why? Right. Um, they got like a cleaning thing on their Instagram. Oh, or? Yeah. I don't think Just that's it. Right, so, well, sorry, see the comment again. I'll, I'll uh, clarify. I'll do my best. Their Instagram accounts is the reason why I'm late for work, and someone else says I don't have a lot of laundry to do. Uh, I think we're back in the realm of those people who, when they pleasure themselves, <laughs> no, not these guys, uh, do so and use. The, the sock to catch it. What's it? Ejaculate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. That makes a lot of sense, actually, now, yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pierce Murnoff uh, <laughs> writes... <laughs> Billy Kay needs a hot and sweaty time with me right now. <laughs> Don't clip that. Is that because he's like a personal trainer? And Maybe, yeah. Is that right, Sage? Maybe he's like proffering his services. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, for yeah. a jog, yeah, going on the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Daryl's donated to say, what would the iconic sound like playing Bones with the Undertaker? Cheers on the launch, you flipping legend. Up the Dadleys. They, they can't play. They can't play. Oh, women in the goddamn locker room. What happened to this frigging business? When you catch a woman in a BSK apart from Sarah. Across the neck. And then get it taken off. <laughs> Put it on which one hurt more? I roll like a giant goddamn barcode. Then I don't that goddamn <laughs> neck no more. Um, Banks Concilio. How many more comments are there? Just four. A, four. We're ramping up. Oh. Right, so bro. Peyton Royce. Man, put me back through puberty. Hard one. I don't really understand that one, to be honest. <laughs> say, say it one more time. Bro, Peyton Royce. Man, put me back through puberty. Hard one. So a full-grown adult <laughs> looks at it and thinks, I like this, but I want to remember the first flush as my first directions. Maybe they're not as good as they used to be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like someone so who's watching WWE Digital Exclusive to try and test that. Yeah. Well, he's already been through puberty. <laughs> he's done it. Um, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Maybe, maybe he's got, like, erectile dysfunction problems and we shouldn't laugh at him. No, we might get a sponsorship for a company that can help with that down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Michael2244. Mm-hmm. What was that? Right, so... If Peyton was a dominatrix, I'd be a slave in a second. Oh, People are into stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she might not want to. She might want to do that. I don't think they get this. No. <laughs> they never they never think about that. No, right? no, no, no. Three left, is it? Two left. Two, oh, two left. JVD. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. No, we're doing all right. JVD uh, 6330 just writes, oh, come on, man. It's no Jizz January. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
just alliteration, though. I think. I think. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Does that make? Is that? Is that pass in the alliteration rule? I was wondering, hmm. Is that what they mean by dry January? I thought that was about booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Wait, no fat February. How many can you do? Let us know in the comments. No masturbation March. There you go. April's hard. April is tough. Let's come back to that. You've got no Jizz June, no Jizz July, <laughs> yeah, Jizz yeah. all, all the way through the summer. Spunk no no <laughs> Ooze October. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Spunk September. No Ooze October. There you go. Yeah. No Jizz no. December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only April left and we've done 12 months of not wanking. Yes. With the Dadly Boys on YouTube. Uh, Matt Cockrell says, abstain April. Yes. yes. There there go. Go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, final comment. Uh, once again, not reflecting the views of the Dadly Boys, Adam Nicholas, anyone at World Culture Wrestling. Uh, God-fearing man. Simply writes. <laughs> Thanks once again to uh, Kid Icarus. How many is it? 218. Five-star review reviews. It's a lot of internet filth. Mm -hmm. God-fearing man just writes. <sighs> oh, it's sped... <laughs> I'd spread my mayonnaise on her Wonder Bread. What's next on Raw? Is Wonder Bread an Australian thing? Yeah. Because yeah. 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 she's Australian and he wants to come away. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I yeah. get it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Back to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah, so the match has been uh. thrown out. The beatdown kind of kicked ass, I mm. thought. Ripley came in, chucked Rodriguez out. That caused the DQ. Kicked Nijax right in the head and she just went over. Uh, crowd loving this. Um, Rodriguez um, goes after Ripley. Ripley hits her over the head. But here comes Shayna Baszler. Baszler and Ripley getting a face-to-face. And then when Ripley turns her back, uh, Baszler German suplexes her and knees her right in the face whilst Jax uh, walks off up the ramp. Probably the best booking of Rhea Ripley as champion since she won the belt, realistically. It feels like almost like a division again, and in Nia Jax, and then Shayna Baszler, which I thought was nicely done here, two threats. Like, Rhea Ripley, as dominating as she is, now has a minimum of two challenges that could theoretically take a title. Nice bit of uh, old ratings wall law that Shayna and Rhea came back together on today of all days. Yeah. The day of the ultimate war of wars. Yeah. Like, that's, that was just nice, I thought. But, like, Shayna immediately feels credible when you put her out there and she's able to just dominate Rhea like that. Good stuff, I thought. Hi. All right. Um, Drew's backstage. <laughs> it's not that good. Seth, walk- you like what you like, and that's fine. Seth walks up to him uh, and says, oh, "I've spoken to Postman Pierce. Match is official for Crown Jewel. What's your bloody problem, though, pal? You didn't stop any attack, and then you you act like a hero, blocking the cash in." Drew's like, "I haven't lied. I said I don't get involved when it's not my business. Uh, Priest cashing in would have affected my business. I don't want another bloodline like a bloodline like situation on Monday night." Um, and Seth says, don't worry, the Judgment Day can't take the title from me, and neither can you. Logical, yeah. even more so than earlier. He doesn't want a stable getting involved because he's felt the wrath of all that in the past. I don't believe him. I think he's been a coward, but uh, you can yeah. believe that he thinks that, you know? Yeah, save again. Uh, Jackie Redmond interviews Shayna Baszler. She says, I'm the baddest woman in the ring, no matter who else is standing in there. No one will sneak, no one will sneak attack me and get away with it. I think she's got a match next week. I'd be willing to put money on the fact she's going to get sneak attacks. I think match. she's going to get sneak attacks. Uh, right, Michael Cole the the go, yeah. introduces the uh, new tag team champions, Cody Rhodes and main event, Jay Uso. Um, he asks them how it feels to be champs, and Jay's very happy. And not as happy as he was at the press conference, but still happy. Uh, he says, I'm turned up right now, two-time undisputed WWE tag team champion. Cody Rhodes is my partner, Oos. Um, and Michael Cole, hard-hitting journalist that he is, turns his attentions to Cody and talks about finishing the story, says, are you content with just defending the tag titles? Uh, I'm just the titles, why don't you? <laughs> uh, are you I'm glad to- somebody was actually asking good questions after Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> are you... Uh, are you wanting to take a, another shot at the WWE Championship because you failed uh, the first time and maybe you're scared of letting people down again? And Rhodes says, look, I'm excited as everyone else that I'm one half of the undisputed tag champs. Uh, and Cole's like, all right, but what about winning the WWE Championship? You came this close. It's a bit like you're dead. Uh, and before we can get a response from him, here comes Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Inexplicably, Sami Zayn's heel music. I think they changed that later on. Yeah, apparently that was just 
an error, wasn't it? Somebody, I don't know who it was, reported that, yeah, just somebody made a mistake. Audio issues? It's <laughs> this so Wednesday night. Hey. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, Zane says, look, the, the Usos were the longest reigning tag champs in history, but we defeated them. Uh, me and Owens at WrestleMania. Um, Judgment Day were red hot. You beat them. Um, that should be the story we're talking about. He's happy for both of them. What a lovely bloke Sammy Zane is. Uh, but he says he's got mixed emotions. He's a fictional character. He, uh, he couldn't help but feel that he and Owen should be holding the he tag is. titles. Um, I know he's, this guy feeling things. Yeah. <laughs> he's reading a script. Guy in. <laughs> serious stuff, really nice. But that guy in. <laughs> um, Owen says, I haven't got mixed emotions. I, uh, I'm not happy to see you at all with you, those tag titles. Uh, I want those titles back and he challenged them to a uh, title match tonight um, but he also says I know you won't accept because uh, Jay couldn't handle me handle losing the titles to me twice uh, Jay's kind of pissed but Rhodes calms him down and says hey we're all friends here at least I think we are um, and he says you know what you're wrong actually Kev because we do accept we'll do it tonight on Raw and the crowd cheer and Zane shake hand, shakes hands with Cody Rhodes I'm so pleased that they just did this. We talked about this yesterday, like they would do that title shot and the worst thing would have been for Cody and Jay to be positioned even accidentally as cowards. It would have been used to do this all the time, making complete arseholes of their baby faces. So this was, I wouldn't have expected it to happen on this Raw. I thought they were going to get maybe like a month out of this or mm. something. But obviously they've got other plans. You've got the Judgment Day match next week. This must be it for now. And like even later on, not to jump ahead, but Kevin Owens looked a bit miffed when we all had to make friends, so it doesn't feel like anything's been healed mm. by the by the battle itself. I mean, I, I thought it was a nice way of setting it up. <laughs> yeah, a vague, like for a WWE backstage segment, a vaguely organic way of setting it up. And I'm the same. Like I've got that WWE head of I'm just convinced they're going to drag literally everything out and do it three friggin' times. So I was kind of shocked that they did it. Cody, you write about the, like Michael Cole saying about the world title. It's like, anyway, like enough about them battles. We're on to this one again. <laughs> yeah. But I do quite like that we're back to, like, a bunch. It's obviously not just going to be Michael Cole. A bunch of people are going to start needling Cody as we head towards, like, Rumble season. Like, I was like, uh, story going, mate. You're going to finish it anytime soon. Like, that's great. That's this, a certain relief to that, isn't it? That's happening on camera because even Cody in the press conference was like, I know what people are saying. Yeah. I know there's other names out there all of a sudden. I'm not. Like blind to any. It's very so. different to when wrestlers used to just keep doing that on their Twitter, and you'd be like, "Right, but that's not on telly, so that doesn't oh, really yeah. mean anything." The tweet saying, uh, "Watch me, just let me fly," and things like that. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> Nobody's tweeting with that hashtag. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, there's a tri triple threat match to determine the next uh, contender for Gunther. Oh my god. Um, but before we get yeah. there, Chad Gable's getting warmed up by getting chopped by Otis. Um, in comes Bronson Reed. So. I wouldn't be stressing out and prepping like this. You're not getting anywhere near the IC title because I'm getting the shot tonight. Uh, maybe don't let your daughter watch because it's going to be another heartbreaking loss. And Gable fires up and says, hit me again, Otis. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then we got the triple threat match. Oh, my God. Ricochet makes his entrance, but before he can get out there properly, he's attacked from behind by, Na by Nakamura, who hits a GTS. <gasps> to knee pop. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, happy. Copy. Copy good homework, and that campaign from AW was like an all-time a bit of business. Yeah, this is nowhere near as good so far, but we'll see. If and when we get to Chicago and they've done anything close to that, nailed it. Yeah. Uh, sets up the Kinshasa, but officials come out and stop him. Um, so Ricochet makes it in for the match, but he's whew, not looking great before it even starts. Uh, Bronson Reed, Chad Gable. Uh, Chad Gable's quite a good wrestler. Pass it on. So. Um, 
reads up on the apron, jumps at Ricochet. Ricochet hits a diving knee to cut him off. So Gable picks Ricochet up for a belly-to-back suplex onto Bronson Reed. We go to break. Oh, my God. So good, man. Uh, when we come back, Reed hoists up both men, hits him with a Samoan drop. Ricochet hits Gable with a springboard crossbody and a standing shooting star press for two. Uh, Ricochet super kicks Reed. Uh, Gable hits Reed with a, an awesome looking German suplex. Uh, and Gable puts Ricochet in an ankle lock, but Ricochet just slips out, hits a knee strike. Uh, Gable tries a release German suplex off the top, but Ricochet lands on his feet. That was oh ridiculous. Uh, but he sort of tweaks his knee, so Gable hits a chaos theory. Reed grabs Ricochet, drops him on Gable, hits both men with a oh scent on. Tsunami to Ricochet. One, two, three. It's Gunther Bronson Reed next week. I've never seen Bronson Reed perform like this much of a monster. The more boring answer is maybe on an NXT episode or maybe the match with the Carter, but I can't remember the last time I had fun watching a Bronson Reed match or I can't remember the last time I actually received him as a monster capable of just picking people up at his will. Just I, I always, whenever I see a spot that requires someone to throw somebody else at somebody else, I just think of the authors of pain and just coil in horror <laughs> um, at that time with a power bomb and someone on somebody oh. else's <laughs> so whenever I see that, I'm instantly like, I wince. And he just nailed it perfectly. It, it was one of those things that just looked horrific and devastating. But in fact, it was perfectly, beautifully safe. And it just, I, Bronson Reed, I never, he's got like a nice face, hasn't he? Yeah. It's a little smooth face. We were never sure if he was like a, uh, a, a big guy. A big guy. Yes. He couldn't, he couldn't really be one of the I look like a monster here. thought this was class. Yeah. Um, when did Reed. Triple H get a bit fun? Yeah, like he's this Bronson Reed run a bit like the Ivar one. Like you can kind of like, especially with Gunther having the belt, that really helps. We, I'm going to say spot Bronson Reed. We were talking about this over the desks earlier on. Yeah. And the Bronson Reed run that we could kind of see coming for a few weeks now, we thought, oh, maybe it'll be Seth, maybe it'll be Gunther. The fact it's Gunther is great because that's a far more entertaining destination, even if Bronson's just being set up to lose. It's fine because you'll have some memories of this if and when they kind of want to go back to him. That smash him and stack him powerbomb deal was how Gunther beat Drew and Sheamus at WrestleMania. So Bronson Reed's been like, well, I can do that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just as strong as you. And that, like, I know we praise Chad Gable for something every week. But when they did the suplex bit off the top and Ricochet went to sell a leg and then Gable was just right back on it, like a pit bull, but actually like one, yes. rather than just because Vincent Mann thinks you're small. Maybe grow six foot and then you can be an extra <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. You can be the big dog, I might push you. But like, yeah, um, superb stuff. And, you know, Ricochet getting beaten up, it does protect him, but not in that way that offends your sensibilities, does mm. it? He was going in not quite ready for it, so loved it. Can't, like, Reed and Gunther. Can't wait for that. Ivar versus Gunther is the main one, but Bronson Reed versus Gunther should be unbelievable. Yeah. Not unbelievable. But really very good. good. Really, very really good. good. Gunther's this, like, TV match secret weapon guy, isn't he? They're kind of keeping him off these PLEs now. He's he's the raw guy. You know, you remember yeah. his matches? Uh, thank you, Darren Davies, for your donation. Um, thank you. Thank you, Darren. Um, Becky Lynch gets interviewed. She says, look, I'm not 100%. I've got 11 stitches in my arm, but when you're a fighting champion, uh, you're never 100%. Plugs her book, says she's going to give Tegan Knox everything she's got, and then in comes Zia Lee. Hmm. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> uh, says, I want a shot, and Lynch says, I'm not hard to find. Yeah. It's, dialogue here was rubbish. Actually, it wasn't... It was inoffensive. Too inoffensive to be rubbish. I thought the delivery back and forth was uh, two people reading from a script. That thing where... Not a just, real conversation. He just put, Triple H puts one of his old NXT people on camera and suddenly instant title match. It doesn't tend to work for those challenges either, does it? Well, this I didn't tonight. No. 
Yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Uh, before that, it was Drew, Drew McIntyre versus JD McDonough, um, who tr- tries to chop Drew McIntyre. Not a good idea. McIntyre no sells it and just hoys him flying through the air with this huge back body drop. Uh, Dirty Dom's out there. Distraction allows McDonough to chop block McIntyre and take over for a brief while. Um, and he takes the referee so Dom can post McIntyre as well. But the second time that Dom tries to interfere, he just gets thrown into the announce table. And then McIntyre comes back. Future Shock DDT, uh, JD McDonough. Claymore kick, one, two, three. Priest is uh, shown watching grumpily in the back. Ripley says, don't worry, I've got an idea. Decent character work from Drew, but my favourite thing here was that JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio are like the NWO B team of the Judgment Day. Like Drew can absolutely power through these with absolutely no bother. They've got that, which allows the Judgment Day to lose potentially quite big matches as well. Yeah. These are, these are the, the dweebs of the group at this point. Yeah, he's a dweeb McDonough. Um, then we cut to... <laughs> J. Dweeb McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to Wade Barrett interviewing DIY, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano from earlier on in the day. Uh, Ciampa says, DIY was always bigger than us. Um... Fans made us. Well, he was. I saw your feud. <laughs> Main evented takeover as a tag team. Gargano says, look, everything happens for a reason. This is finally our moment. And he's barely got those words out of his mouth until in comes Giovanni Vinci and kicks his, kicks his head off. Sneak attack from the front. I know. Sneak attack from the front and also just maybe wait a week. Yeah. The idea is that you've stigmatized Johnny Gargano as a massive geek. I mean, he himself does that, you know, on Christmas morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... At the same time, you've got to give them a week. Give them a week of like, and I, I know they've had the reunion. Maybe give them a nice baby face win. Here's why you're meant to get behind them. Mm. The double teams are really cool. Um, they've got great chemistry. Johnny Gargano's likable in a very inoffensive way. Happy to have them back. You like them and respect them. Now, oh, on those heels, bastards. Eh? So, like, beating them up from the front. They just look like they look like little tosses. And they beat they the look like shit out of them as well. Like they absolutely destroyed them. They looked, why would you care if you're a main roster guy who just didn't care about NXT and never really watched it? Mm. You'd think Johnny Gargano was like the most irritating loser imaginable. Yeah. All he's done on this show since he was brought up or resigned or whatever is done terrible comedy and got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, um, like, when they were saying as well, uh, you know, seven years ago, we sort of thought, what's it going to be like when we get to Monday Night Raw? And I was like, I know the answer to that. Do you remember when uh, Rugby Triple H was forced to lose all of his best guys and then DIY both went on the show? That and one, Champ- that one, and that one. I'll have them. I'll have them, please. And then Champa got injured and his NXT main event was goosed. Yes. <laughs> that was DIY on Raw. If you've only ever watched Raw, that's your memory of them. Yeah. And now you've got this. Weird. He's uh, Triple H as a booker has got a very strange relationship with Johnny Gargano, and I don't get it. I don't get it either. Uh, I did like Wade Barrett running away, though. Tickled me. Jim Ross, Daly's Place, Kenny Omega, Energy. Like, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> uh, they tri- did try and establish Tegan Knox before the, the title match. They did a video package of her with all about the ACL stuff that obviously was terrible. Um, lucky to be there, she said, never stop fighting. I'm here to win. And she gets interviewed. She says, look, Becky Lynch is going to be fighting the v- best version of me. I'll show the world who I am. And Natalia shows up uh, and uh, says, hey... Go on, show what you're made of. Thanks, yeah. Natalia. I'll take that fight from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> On the following evidence. <laughs> Once again, I am asking, where's the boat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ricochet stomping around backstage. He wants to fight with Nakamura, but uh, Postman Pierce says I've you've got him out of the building. Falls can't anywhere match next week. Yeah, it's like a decade-old NXT takeover match, except no one's going to be interested. Oh, Kendo sticks, maybe. Any luck? 
If you're going to do Foreskin anyway, just do Viking Rules. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Put the rest a boat of in every WWE match, <laughs> and I might stop being such a twat. <laughs> oh, Chris Jericho, listen to this. I know. Kind of last guys put a ring on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it was time for the NXT Women's Championship match. Tegan Knox challenging Becky Lynch. Uh, Lynch early on misses a dive off the apron, hits the barricade. Knox cannonballs her off the apron for a two count. Uh, we go to a break, come back. Lynch is firing back, hits an exploder for a two. Knox comes back with a uh, flying crossbody for two. And Knox goes for that Chinese wizard, um, but Lynch ducks it and goes to the armbar. Knox blocks that and drives her into the turnbuckle, uh, drops Lynch off the top and hits another cannonball, puts her in an armbar to the injured arm, but Lynch manages to escape uh, and hits some kicks and a missile drop kick for two. Um, Knox catches Lynch off the ropes and hits a fallaway slam into a cover for a two count. Um, but uh, as Knox tries for a crucifix pin, uh, Lynch kicks out and puts her in the disarmor for the submission victory, but they, they bump fists after the match. I want to apologise to Colton, a long-standing listener, a proper OG of this podcast that may be watching today or maybe listening today because a big Tegan Knox guy. He wanted a... Oh, my God. Yeah. Because the gear looked amazing, uh, but the match was just there. And I get no joy out of saying that because I've always kind of rated Tegan Knox and wanted a little bit more from what WWE's ever given. But this was just nothing. Like, there was some okay limb work at times, and you're going to get that with Tegan Knox because, obviously, you know that both those legs are there to be targeted. Becky Lynch is great at doing that thing where she sells very briefly that she might be in trouble and then she's got such experience that she gets out of it. I like Becky Lynch doing that because she can play the veteran quite well. Um, she's good at most things, but the fans were never really into this and they were never once, not once, believing that there was going to be a title change. You didn't even get that 1% of doubt and they never came up for anything. This was no good. This is really, really tepid. Some of Tegan Knox's work did not look particularly good. I don't think the layout was good, even if the action was there, which it really wasn't. Um, I'm allowed to do it today on this, the ultimate war of wars, the Tuesday night <laughs> war. Contrast this with Brian Danielson versus Kyle Fletcher, which is a similar kind of match. You've got one person who's a much more established star, much more experienced in storylines, the like superior wrestler, taking on a challenge from like a new upstart either someone who has, you know, broken from the tag ranks in the case of Fletcher or someone who's getting that chance at last in Knox. And, oh, brutal yeah. contrast. Oh, thanks to uh, me and Nissim in the comments who reminded me that I missed the fact that whilst they had that ricochet Postman Pierce thing, there was um, a secret meeting between Rhea Ripley and Drew McIntyre in the background. forgot to mention mm. that earlier. Loves that stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Absolutely loves that stuff. Wait a minute, what's happening over there? Postman Pierce uh, informs Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell that Gargano's banged up and not seriously injured, but still waiting word on Champa. Ripley shows up and says, piss off. Um, and she demands against a match against Baszler for next week. The extension of our thoughts about Gargano go to Candice LeRae. To a lesser extent, Indy Hartwell, but certainly Candice LeRae. Does he kind of hate them? Does he hate them for losing the Wednesday Night War or something? Because they are made to look like geeks here, aren't they? Aye. Like, Postman Pierce, how was my husband at the hospital? Why are you here, Candice? You're not wrestling. <laughs> yeah. uh, Natalia's back. No! 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 She uh, approaches Tegan Knox. Say, you did amazing. <laughs> Knox is kind of pissed off she didn't win the title, obviously. Um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter show up, and they offer some positives, and says, uh, you want to go for a drink? They bloody love to party, those guys, don't they? Yeah. All right. Lots of positive tests when they drink. Yeah. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven show up. And uh, Chelsea Green's like, oh, bit of a pity party. Uh, and she says, Natalia, you don't get involved in my business. And Natalia's like, or else what? And 
Chelsea stammers and then Piper Niven steps in and says, you're going to have to deal with me. And that leads to another match being set up for next week. Natty and Knox and one of them is going to turn, aren't they? Yeah. One okay, of them. Okay, who could possibly care? <laughs> I can't. Can you? Not really. Can you? Ted the Hillbilly Hills in the comments. Oh, oh I care about that. We were talking about Ted the Hillbilly Hill saying that we miss... His presence on Twitter and all the custom memes. Your don't memes, come yeah. back. Undefeated don't come back game. if you don't want to. Mm. I respect your decision to not be on that app anymore, but I'm glad he's still about. That's great news. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your donation, Ted. Good day, oh, Ted. Thanks, Congrats Ted. on the launch. Thanks, Ted. Uh, so Jay's getting ready backstage ahead of the main event. Drew walks up to him and he says, I'll see through you. One day you're going to show your true colours and I'll be there to drop you. And Jay's like, look, oh, so let's have a bare knuckle fight then. <laughs> but Sami Zayn comes in, breaks it up. Drew leaves. And Jay's like, thanks for having my back, but I'm going to have to kick your ass out there. And Sami's like, don't have to tell me twice. Um, and just before the main event, I, I kind of echoed Kevin Owens' sentiments, but also really enjoyed what came next, which was a vignette for Ludwig Kaiser about oh my God. how he's living art. He's He means European elegance, A-plus talent, A-plus aesthetics, A-plus everything, because he's an A-plus specimen that was... Like face. AI art <laughs> things Love on them. there. Yeah, great. And then we cut back to the ring and Owens is there with Zango. What the hell's that? They love him. They're not producing a vignette for a tag team wrestler in a stable kind of out of nowhere mm. if they are not completely head over heels in love with this bloke. He's in there. They think he's like really good looking. He was doing the like sex. Hey, habit. he is. He's in like a sex have a bit with the, uh, the American Alpha story. He lasts more than two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Does this mean as well that there stands a chance after the apparent enforced Imperium split that we're going to get whether we want it or not mm. that we get the old Giovanni Vinci character back because that was pretty great before he was taken away from NXT. Yes. The entrance with the camera and the... Get them both over. They were class. Yeah. This was good. This was good. And then it was main event time. Uh, tagged, undisputed tag team titles on the line. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, and they started off uh, Rhodes and Zayn sort of respectful exchange, I suppose, early on. Uh, and then Zane gets a bit annoyed and shoves Cody, and Cody shoves him back, and then Jay and Kev hit the ring, and they don't need any more encouragement. And they argue, and we go to a break. Jay tags himself in after that, and uh, circles Zane. They go after it. Um, Owens comes in, batter each other. They spill outside the ring. Rhodes tries to get involved, so Zane goes after him. More brawling. Seems like things have settled down, and then Owens just tackles Jay over the announced test to take us to another break. Uh, when we come back, Owens hits Jay with a senton bomb for two. Uh, Owens and Jay exchange super kicks. Jay hits consecutive super kicks, but Owens drops him with a clothesline. Rhodes and Zayn come back in. Uh, Rhodes hits a power slam and a Cody cutter for two. Um, counter for counter, uh, Zayn hits a blue thunder bomb for a two count. Hits an exploder into the corner, goes for the halluva kick, but Rhodes pops out of it and hits a crossroads. Owens has to dive in and break it all up. Uh, Rhodes sets up for a pedigree, um, but Sami Zayn hits a uh, back body drop and they both tag out. Um, Owens and Jay come back in. Jay hits a super kick. Owens avoids an Uso splash and hits a stunner, but Rhodes comes back in and breaks up the cover. Um, Zayn wipes out both of them with a flip dive. Owens tries for another senton bomb, but Jay gets his knees up. He hits Owens and Zayn with super kicks. Rhodes hits Zayn with a crossroads, uh, and then they hit that awesome 1D Cody cutter. Or one, yeah, 1D Cody, Cody cutter thing, which they called it like the 1D Cody or some bollocks. Yeah, needs work. That needs work, yeah. It's almost as bad as corpocution. Which is <laughs> <laughs> <Just> criminal. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mate, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jay gets the pinfall victory. They retain the tag titles. And, and as you mentioned, yeah, um, post-match, saying shakes hands with uh, Cody and Jay. 
And Owens reluctantly shakes hands with Cody and then Jay and even holds up his hand in victory to close out the show. Hamlet, you can't really reach to the side soundboard. Do you want me to press the button? No. Oh, you know, I was going to press this one. Thing, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking one of them. This was good and never great. This, um, And I wondered halfway through if it was just because, like, you get so used to the Judgment Day ones and there's just, obviously, the heel babyface dynamic contributes so much to the way the crowd come up for stuff. I think everybody wanted Cody and Jay to win this because yeah. they've just won the titles, but it wasn't in that way where, please stop the bad guys from taking away the thing that we like, you know? Um, Cody Rhodes, in particular... Uh, ha- like he just doesn't have bad nights. He does not have bad nights in WWE, but he didn't feel like he was having to fight the world like he normally does when they're cheating and they're all sort of running around. Kevin Owens was the most interesting wrestler in this for me mm. because he was the kind of only one wrestling a little bit heelish and he was willing to do the cutoffs and which makes the most sense, obviously, in terms of the characters. So maybe as well, this was pretty smart. Maybe they read the room here and they thought if you build this for a few weeks, it's not going to live up to the expectations because there's not... We'll do it again. Well, they might do, yeah. But there's not that deeper story. The reality was, like, they deserved the title shot. They got it. They lost. And now maybe there's something better to yeah. bounce off. Now we'd have, like, Kevin Owens. You could see, like, when they're holding up the end, he wasn't that keen on all the handshakes and hugs. Um, like a few critics of MJF on the internet still. Uh, but I this was... I'm glad they, I'm glad it was a raw main event. I was like a little bit disappointed by it, but that feels unfair because the work was still excellent. And when it was hot, it was hot. Like the double super kick and the the Cody one D. Oh, it, it's still great to watch them oh my God. do double teams because it's quite fresh. But I the match didn't hit the ceiling as some of the other like great raw ones. Yeah, the cynical take here would be when the match broke down and certain people in it were trying to keep it friendly and Kevin Owens and Jay were not wanting to do that. The cynical way of putting it would be like, it was the wish version of Revolution 2020. <laughs> but I'm not, I wouldn't say that. You I'm not, that. I'm not, you I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, that. say that. No, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you. Yeah. I think I enjoyed it more than you. Just nice to not have a Judgment Day tag for <laughs> once in my for in one goddamn life. Yeah, it's back, back next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Don't just make it. That's what we say. No. <laughs> I just thought, is there a game we can play? Because we haven't pressed the button. We have to press the button. I should have pressed the button once, didn't we? We're not pressed the button today. We pressed it. We pressed it. Pressed it for um, what would you have rather than or what would you have? Paint oh, right, yeah, I oh, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, relatively game free this raw, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a shame. I prefer yeah. games to raw. <laughs> I do. It's bad. Well, if you like games, Michael Cedric, you know you can do. You can check out the Tuesday Night War Preview podcast. Lots of games on there. Lots that. of games on there. We've we've merged both the uh, AW Dynamite and the NXT preview uh, onto there. Don't worry though. Tomorrow, separate reviews for both shows for NXT. Yeah, they won't be time shifted for AW no. Dynamite. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the video podcast, please do make sure you subscribe. Obviously, um, but if you're a fan of the audio podcast, don't worry. Nothing's going to change. All the podcasts that we do on this channel uh, are still going to be going out as audio podcasts. But yeah, from today, uh, daily video podcasts. So normally, it would be NXT tomorrow, Dynamite on Thursday, WrestleCulture on Friday. But thanks to the bloody schedule, uh, we're going to do both uh, NXT, thanks, wrestling. NXT and Dynamite reviews tomorrow. We're going to do a, a Q&A on the YouTube channel on Thursday. WrestleCulture on Friday, then hopefully back to normal. But if you want to see us live... Come to Newcastle. Yeah. Do great what? here as well. Fly. Mosaic Taps. Lovely city. Mosaic Taps got great beers. Matt Reigns, just saying. Don't. He'll spend <laughs> thousands <laughs> to see his king. And apparently Dabo Dole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it goes down Thursday, November 21st. Sorry, Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. Uh, as we mentioned at the Mosaic Tap. And tickets go on sale 10 a.m. on Friday. 
put a reminder in your calendar because by like five past ten, they're probably all gone. Uh, it's <laughs> I was Beatlemania outside of All In, so the glass and brie on the, on the website, I imagine. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets. We'll be doing a live uh, Q&A, <laughs> live five-star review review. Um, very affordable as well if you're Richard Pro. Yeah, <laughs> bloody good quiz. And well who knows, price. maybe maybe some special guest appearances. Simon Miller will not be there, but some special guest appearances. <laughs> it's like when uh, AEW signed Christian Cage and Paul White had to go, it's not CM Punk. Yeah. It's not him, you think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you to everyone who's, uh, who's joined us for the uh, live video Raw review today. It's not going to be a regular thing, but uh, live, I mean. We'll still be doing the video of the Raw yeah. review. It's not the end of the challenge. It's the beginning, <laughs> it's the beginning <laughs> if, if anything. <laughs> Actually. Uh, but thank you to everyone who's joined <laughs> us today. Thank you so much for all your comments. Thank you so much for all your donations. Yeah, that rules. Well. Yeah, that's class. Thank uh, you. And make sure, yeah, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts available right now, as I said. The uh, Tuesday Night War preview. The ultimate War of Wars. Like everybody's saying. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow to review. Troubling, the actually. How ultimate War of Wars. Uh, you can follow all of us on exit. <laughs> At What Culture WWE. Well, actually, uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. Thanks again to everyone who's joined us live on YouTube. Thanks to our brilliant producer, Adam Nicholas. My thanks to Hamflet and Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.